Welcome to the Victorious Souls Podcast with self-love coach, Danielle Burnock. Things happen in our lives that make us feel powerless. But Danielle believes that anyone can become a victorious soul by reclaiming what belongs to them, their value, their belovedness, and their God-given superpower. The Victorious Souls Podcast is dedicated to empowering you to rise up, reclaim, and embrace the change from survive to thrive as a victorious soul through the power of love. And now, here's that lady on the internet who loves you, Danielle. We're here. Yay! <laughs> and some uh, technical difficulty getting live on here. I've not done this before with uh, Zoom going live, so forgive the delay. I'm here today, Danielle Burnock at DanielleBurnock.com and Love Yourself from Survive to Thrive. And today I have a special guest. I'm going to have Naomi Trotto with me today. She is one of the interviewees from my book and so we are going to be reading her story today for you to enjoy and um, get a taste of the book and the amazing stories that are in this book of people who have overcome and so I'm going to let Naomi in here and we're going to chat a little bit. I'll introduce you to introduce her to you. And like I said, I've not done this before and you can tell as I trip over myself, but we'll just laugh together when I make a mistake. Okay. Now I'm going to welcome Naomi in here. Hi. Welcome Naomi. Hi. Thanks for having me. Sure. I'm sorry I had that little technical difficulty. I <laughs> failed to push the second button to go live. <laughs> it said to go live and then I have to hit another button and it made me log in because I had to use a different browser than the one I always use. So technology is fun when it works. <laughs> mm -hmm. So Absolutely. thank you for joining me today and agreeing to read your story in here. I know it's an emotional thing and I... I imagine we'll both get choked up a little bit and people listening in will get choked up as well because it's a story worth telling and it's life-changing. So is there anything you would like to say before we get started? Specifically? I don't know. I, I think that um, I can say that like, I, this story, like you said, is, is worth telling because it's important, you know, to, to speak to the fight that, um, my daughter and I have had, and, uh, that kind of has also impacted how we've responded to the current pandemic as well. And knowing that I can get through things with her specifically, um, having an asthma at this point and having that fear, but knowing that you can be secure in yourself to get through it has been very helpful. That's awesome. I'm sure that it will help other people who are struggling with the same sort of issues too. So 
again, thank mm -hmm. you. <laughs> Our stories yep. help people. Stories are what help people. Okay, and I have a bottle of water here too, so if I get all dried out from reading too. <laughs> so we are going to be reading now how Naomi took ownership of her life. Because anything can happen at any time, I want to be sure that whatever I leave behind is gonna be positive and lifting up to someone else, Naomi Trotto. I've known Naomi her entire life. Choosing to interview her for this book was a no-brainer. I've watched her take ownership of her life long before I knew how to take ownership of my own. In fact, she has helped me on my journey. She's a strong and courageous woman who stared death in the face, overcame PTSD, and is owning the path to obtain her dreams which we got a little bit of a hiccup here with this pandemic going on there. Hiccups go away ownership. Pardon? Hiccups go away. Yes, and so will this pandemic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was through taking ownership that Naomi entered her current career. As a child, she used to wake up with braids in her hair evidently braiding it herself while sleeping. Doing hair was something that came easily to her, but she had no interest in being a hairdresser. The industry, as she knew it, was stigmatized as a side hustle for stay-at-home moms. Naomi was more interested in business and having a career. She secured various manager positions and had a company car until she could stand it no longer. Being a hairdresser was something chasing me. I felt God gave me the skill set and I have to use it. I don't exactly know what all I will be doing with that skill set and with the knowledge I have, but it chased me. And so I had to make a lot of sacrifices in order to go to beauty school at all. In 2005, she left her job to attend David Presley School of Cosmetology. Naomi's school participated in an event called The Real Big Hairball in Royal Oak, Michigan. It's an artistic. It's well, an artistic. <laughs> <laughs> it's an artistic expression of art utilizing hair and wardrobe. That's where I did my first braided mohawk. And it was awesome too. That mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> the hair in the show is nothing a person would wear every day. It's crazy. Off the wall. Something that is an artist scheme. Something that is open to interpretation. This kind of hair is called avant-garde. Naomi took ownership of her passion for it and herself as a hair artist. Birthed within her was a dream to do hair for films, for directors such as Tim Burton or for people who did the Hunger Games. Things that are a little bit out there. When you're watching them, you're like, why is the hair like that? That's what I'm good at and that's where I live. But on her way to obtain her dreams, trauma reared its ugly head. Naomi was slow to own becoming a mom due to stigmas she wrestled with and the dreams in her heart. She, she and her husband were married for four years before they chose to become parents. Being pregnant was difficult enough for Naomi. But then he ended up coming early and I lived a decent amount of time believing that that was my fault. The first time she held her son was hours after he was born. The self-condemnation was loud and paralyzing. 
In the NICU, she whispered an apology to him with tears streaming down her face while her insides screamed. Okay, well, I suck at life, so it's the end. She plodded along, trying to not feel so horrible. For nine years, Naomi participated in the March of Dimes Walk for Babies as penance because she blamed herself. An opportunity came Naomi's way soon after. The film industry came to Michigan for a very short time. During that time, I was able to be an extra and a citizen multiple times for multiple days in a row. Taking this opportunity put her in the backstage film environment. It allowed her to see if reality and her dreams met. She loved it. There was a hair trailer on set and she inquired how a person gets in there. The producer's assistant only gave her two words, be relevant. Motivated by those words, Naomi decided to create a bridal team. It was just the beginning of big things to come. It took four years and the heart desire of her son for a sibling before Naomi would own motherhood again. This time, it almost killed her, literally. Determined to succeed, she did everything right. I mean, I literally everything by the book, everything I was supposed to do. I did everything that they told me to do. But doing everything right didn't make for success. Naomi developed complications in her already high risk pregnancy, not due until September. In June, Naomi began to swell and her blood pressure started rising. Over the 4th of July weekend, she had orders to collect her urine for the doctor to test. Diagnosed with preeclampsia, her doctor sent her to the hospital to be monitored and put on a magnesium drip for an incapacitating headache. But preeclampsia turned into the very rare HELP syndrome. Femalosis, elevator, elevator, <laughs> elevator, not elevator. Femalosis, nice interject, a little laugh there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hemolosis, elevated liver enzymes, low platelet count. See, this is reasons why when someone makes an audiobook, they record it and it has to be edited because you can't just read it straight <laughs> through without making mistakes. Basically, the gist of it is your liver and kidneys stop working and your body to its entirety shuts down completely. The only cure for it is to remove the child. So delivering my daughter was more of a removal of the disease than a beautiful situation. That was incredibly intense and incredibly traumatic because I mean, for obvious reasons. I love when you said that. <laughs> I love when you said that. I, had to, I mean, for obvious reasons. <laughs> and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna interject here. Cause I mean, I um, will never forget like, blacking in and out where it was like my eyes would close into nothing no color no dream no nothing just black and then I would open and everyone around me looked scared and terrified and that didn't necessarily help the situation <laughs> um but I just I remember it vividly just the darkness wow I see this is why I want to read these stories on, on Facebook for people to get a taste of it, you know, to, to really, they get more than just reading the story, getting to meet you and hear your story from you. Mm -hmm. 
Here she, here she and her husband had a stare down with death and took ownership of hope. As they took Naomi to the operating room, her family sat in the waiting room praying. Naomi found herself alive, but in the same situation of blaming herself for her daughter's premature birth. It was heartbreaking that the other family members were able to see her daughter before she could. But when she did, Naomi whispered the same apology she had given her son. It was three days before she could hold her. While her daughter lived in the NICU for over a month, Naomi was there every day. Although Naomi almost died, her dreams still danced within her, but there were some serious things in the way. Sorry. <laughs> um, after I had Mia, I started in therapy. I realized that I had some PTSD. I had some postpartum depression and a bunch of things that I had not dealt with before. Naomi began the hard work with her counselor. I interject here. You want to heal from your trauma, you need to do hard work with a counselor, with a coach, with someone. Don't do it alone. Get help. I agree 100%. <laughs> One of the first things she learned that helped her move forward was. I can't control many things in life and that I have control and that I have to control how I handle them as opposed to trying to control the life around me. Sounds like life now. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm taking it so good sometimes. <laughs> Two years later, Naomi others. took, pardon? I said, and sometimes not others. <laughs> <I'm good sometimes>. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Two years later, Naomi took ownership of another step toward her dream and Bella Moore Salon was born, which is currently closed, but she has been doing tremendous things online, but we'll touch on that a little bit further into this. Whew. I gotta find the spot now. Um, Bella oh, Moore Salon I, was born. Yep. As far as being an owner, it was never a dream of mine to own a salon. It was more of an understanding that it will be part of the process. As expected, being a salon owner opened up opportunities for Naomi. She was sought out by a nonprofit called A Beautiful Me that helps young girls take ownership of their value. They wanted Naomi and her staff to participate in their annual avant-garde hair show. Naomi and her assistant participated and took first place. You know, I'll read this, but then I'll tell you it. It was an interesting, it was a very interesting experience because I had to make everything in advance and then put my work out there for people to judge it in front of my face. But not only was that a big part of it, I did it with someone who still currently works for me, with me, really, not really for me. She's more of a partner and um, doing things like this and being vulnerable together, I think mm -hmm. is what's really helped our relationship as, you know, I mean, yeah, I am the boss, but ultimately um, I trust her and I trust her in my space and um, I would encourage other people that have staff or people that they're mentoring to really just be as vulnerable as possible with them because it really does build um, that trust and necessity. I mean, she's been someone that I've really leaned on through this process as someone that I've trusted with my business. Um, 
And I mean, she's currently running our entire bridal team um, from behind the scenes and writing thank you notes and things like that. And, you know, none of us are getting paid to do any of this. And so being vulnerable as a leader, um, I think is the best advice I've ever gotten. And I had originally gotten it from Brene Brown, which I would totally recommend. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Brene, Brene is where I got my courage to get vulnerable too. And why I'm going yeah. on lives, doing things like this, laughing at myself when I trip over things. It's my videos are never perfect. <laughs> they never will perfect. be because people are not perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay, having her work in print was becoming common for Naomi. She was doing photo shoots, entering contests, building her social media profile, and the bridal team was doing quite well. Looking for other opportunities to set herself apart, she found out about an elite group called the Unicorn Tribe. Naomi wanted to be to get into this group. I looked into what I needed to do and looked into what they were looking for, and then I set my sights on achieving it. She did many models for free and worked to improve her color skills. A client and friend helped her attain her goal. Eddie started coming to Naomi when he was 16. I don't know if I can read at the moment. I don't know if I can either. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. Whew. He came every two weeks for me to cut his hair and he was openly gay. I was the first person who came, he came out to and he would show up to fundraisers and stuff for March of Babies. We had a really great relationship. Something Naomi wanted to do for her goal of being accepted on the unicorn tribe was do a men's haircut with a rainbow color. At that time, Eddie was working as a receptionist at the salon. She did the rainbow on Eddie and it turned out stunning. Oh, stunning. After many photos, she returned his hair to its normal natural color for his new job he was starting at Gucci. Naomi was inducted into the Unicorn Tribe and Eddie was starting his path to his dream job. Exciting things were on the horizon, but Naomi never got to tell him her accomplishment. A phone call delivered horrific news. Eddie's dead. How could that be? He was just in her chair yesterday. That racked my world for quite a bit. Because I never had anyone that physically close to me that had died tragically all of a sudden like that. And so that became a very traumatic point for me. And I had to work through that a million different ways. Oh, yeah. Dark grief overshadowed Naomi. And she wanted to stay in bed all day being depressed. But when she thought about her team at the salon dealing with their grief, her kids and her husband at home who needed her, a career she was building, she told herself, No, you don't get an option of hiding. She had to figure out a way to deal with this and move forward. Knowing Eddie wouldn't be happy with her hiding motivated her. Naomi got a tattoo of her scissors, started doing yoga. Yeah, show us the tattoo. 
started doing yoga. I lost my place. <laughs> Reached out for help to trusted friends. Like I said, get help to talk it through. She struggled to make sense of it. He was gone and he didn't get to do the things he was doing. And I literally had talked to him the day before. He was in my chair the day before. I was in denial for a really long time. He was a positive influence on everyone he met. And anyone who knew him would say that. And I just wanna just say really quick. So we actually, since he passed, we have the Gucci symbol up in our salon. And it's hidden, you probably would never see it, but um, it's a reminder that life is not what we expect and we can't control things, you know? And it's a reminder to my staff, some of which who knew Eddie and most of which who didn't know him. Um, and it, he was just one of those people that in my life had really been like a shining light in darkness because life can be very dark. And, um, it was happy and sad, but I know that he has a niece that was born this year. And um, that was exciting for me to see that like his family is able to move on and to, to live their lives. And, um, but it's gotta be tough for them to have to deal with that. He actually was, um, he was killed, it, uh, not instantly, but in um, a car accident um, by a, a drunk driver and uh he died in the ambulance on the way to the hospital so you know no one got to say goodbye no one did and uh he didn't get to say goodbye to anybody else but it's been interesting how impactful people can be on your life when you don't realize it right so right well you know how he okay. impacted my life too <laughs> I do. <laughs> Naomi is a big believer in taking ownership, but she understands a person needs to see something to own it. When her daughter was born premature, she started to see how it wasn't her fault. Because there was no way that I could have presented that. Processing that helped her turn her self-punishment from her son's birth into grief work. Nine years later, she and her husband realized that doing the yearly walk was no longer needed. It served its purpose. When she learned the professionals doing hair for films are in their 50s and 60s, she owned patience and made a long-term goal. I asked Naomi where she got all her strength and courage from. Her reply was long. She talked about how she was raised and never doubted her value. Had, strong, had a strong foundation in her faith and then listed person after person and relationship after relationship that helped her become who she is today. Naomi calls her husband. The most supportive husband on the planet. <laughs> most supportive human. <laughs> human, the most supportive human on the planet. <laughs> she knows without a doubt that when her opportunity comes to fulfill her dream, He'll do whatever it's necessary for her to follow through. Not many women I know can say that. And then there's her best friend she met in college. She's a one female relationship that's always had an authenticity and a good reality to it that is different from anything else that I've ever experienced ever before. 
and I needed that. Helping each of her staff take ownership of their journey is important to Naomi. She's not just their boss. They're building dreams together. Like she elaborated on a little bit earlier, her assistant at that time when they were in that hair show. And uh, she shared that and she hopped on later in this. This will be up later. I'll post it on all the different social media. So whatever one you're on, you can go to the beginning and hear that part of the story. And behind the chair, she helps others take ownership of their lives also. And what I do for a living, being a hairdresser, people want to tell me all their problems. And I'm very solution-minded, inherently trying to find a solution to the problem. And I'm able to use my experiences and my own therapy and my ownership of the different things that I've done to try to pass that on to other people every single day. And you do, too. And so then at the end, that's the end of her story written in the book. And to find out more about Naomi and how to connect with her, get a copy of this book, uh, Because You Matter, on Amazon. You can order from um, Barnes & Noble also. Get it on Kindle, whatever form you want. You get the ebook. You can get it today. And you can connect with her today because there's an active link in the back of that book. You can connect with her. She's done an amazing job during this pandemic pandemic online with her business waiting for it to open again. So is there anything you would like to add, Naomi? I just want to say I love you, Stacey. <laughs> her, her name wasn't in it. So I want, I want to know. I mean, it's been interesting. That relationship has been very interesting. And I just want to speak to that. Like, um, Stacey and I are very, very different people. Um, when we met, we were very similar, but we've taken such very different paths in life that it's created, um, we're very different from each other and our lifestyles are different. Um, she lives in Nashville, like in the city, and um, I live in the suburbs of Detroit with my kids and our, we're getting a dog, like we're, we're, do, we're doing two very different things, but she's the godmother for my daughter. Um, and she has taken that role very, very seriously and has been there incredibly for my children and let's be honest Stacy's not the biggest fan of kids but when it comes to my kids she adores them and so I just want to tell people not to not to discount situational relationships because sometimes those are the ones that last the longest I've been with my husband for it'll be 20 years this July and um Stacy and I've known Stacy longer so it's it's been good to have those two people on this journey with me. Yes. Thank you for coming on today and sharing your story with us. I appreciate that. And so I want to thank everyone for taking place in our time together. And uh, then that lady on the internet that tells you every day, I love you. And get a copy of this book here today. Why is it disappearing? <laughs> well, that's so weird. <laughs> so get a copy of that. I can get it this way. I took a picture of it on here. So it's backwards because when you do it here, it's in the back here. But there we go. Oh, the lighting in it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you matter, you can see it in, on my shelf in the back here and grab a copy 
and read the other interviews in here. There's uh, nine other stories in there besides stuff from my life so that you can take ownership of your life from whatever trauma has tried to take your life away, whether it's this pandemic or has nothing to do with it from your childhood or you know, you lost your job now or whatever it is, but there's help. You can get help. You are not alone. So until tomorrow, I love you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Victoria Souls podcast. You matter and you are loved. We'd love to connect with you further. So please visit us at daniellebernock.com and grab a copy of Danielle's free audiobook. And remember, only you can change your life. No one can do it for you.